Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Welcome to Keyforge Public Radio with your host, Zach Armstrong. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Keyforge Public Radio. I am your host, Zach Armstrong, and today is a bit of a throwback. If you listened to Call of Discovery, you were very used to our frequent deck discovery episodes. We had a number of versions of these. Usually when we had a guest on for a topic, we would then immediately follow it up with an episode on one of the decks they wanted to talk about from their collection. What was special about it, the stories they had with it, what made it unique, and sometimes when a new set was coming up, we would open decks either before we recorded an episode or while we recorded an episode and talk about decks from a new set and how we excited we were on that. So we're doing a bit of a throwback to that because there's a very special situation in that I have received a Grim Reminders deck from a dear friend, J.K. Hops, over on Team Sass, attended Keyforge Celebration, and was very, very kind in keeping a sealed Grim Reminders deck and then sent it to me. How amazing is that? Thank you so much, Jared of Team Sass, for doing that because it was it was just so much fun. We actually uh, opened some of these on stream over on Twitch uh, a little while back, and it was a great time. And so what I want to do is I want to walk through this deck with you and tell you what's going on with this Grim Reminders deck, what is really cool about it, and really just dive through it like I would any other Keyforge deck. Of course, we're going to see a lot of things unique to Grim Reminders, both in the cards that are included and the synergies going on. And then I'm going to talk about what I think is really exciting about this as an indicator of what Grim Reminders can be, because this deck is a ton of fun. This deck is a ton of fun, and I'm excited to play it. It is at least medium good. It's at least medium good. It puts up, it has good matchups into the, some relatively strong woe decks in our in our local scene, and it's been a lot of fun to pilot. My friends have had a lot of fun piloting it. So we're going to talk about it, and then going to talk about what I, I really enjoy about it, and and that's that's where we will be. So this deck is called Bielfi Brother the Machine Ingeson. Brother the Machine is in quotes. It's Bielfi Brother the Machine Ingeson. It is a Equidon Star Alliance and Brobnar deck. I will. I did have to admit I was not terribly excited when I saw Star Alliance. Just looking at the spoilers, I haven't been. Really hot on Star Alliance as a house in Grim Reminders. However, the lineup here works pretty well. The lineup here works pretty well. So I've got a number of the stats here on this deck as I counted them all up. So this deck has 15 creatures, and the spread here is important. There are six in Star Alliance. There are six in Brobnar. And then three in Equidon. Equidon is mostly actions and then a few actions and then a few uh, upgrades as well we have one artifact in here and then four upgrades what's really interesting is the theme of offensive upgrades upgrades you play on your opponent's creatures to to do damage or to slow stuff down or to do control and out of the four upgrades i have in this deck three of them are offensive upgrades which makes for some really uh, interesting choices and interesting play when i have a fair number of upgrades that are all all offensive upgrades of different kinds 
Now, in Grim Reminders, you are likely aware we have a new ability coming in called Scrap. And so when a card has Scrap on it, I've seen these on, I think, pretty much any kind of card. It's not limited to a t- one type of card. Scrap occurs if it's your turn and that card is discarded from your hand during your turn. So it has to be your turn and from your hand and then you get that scrap effect as that card. They're discarded one at a time. So if you're discarding a bunch of cards from your hand, you pick the order, you send one with a scrap effect to the pile and then you resolve the scrap effect and then you do the next one. Say if you were using a card uh, like I have in here, I have... I have, oh, what is it called? It's uh, Equidon dumps things from your hand. Steal one trade secrets. <laughs> they have the Equidon card trade secrets where you discard any number of Equidon cards from your hand and then steal that much amber. If you have multiple scrap effects, you you can order those however you like as you discard those cards in that order. As far as the amber this thing generates outside of the pips, it has 15 bonus amber, which is pretty dang good. I know a lot of decks in the past I've opened have ended anywhere from just eight or or maybe a little fewer, eight to like maybe 12. So 15 is quite good. And that comes with a couple other ways I can generally count on amber happening like two generous offers the equidon card first printed in winds of exchange that reads play destroy a friendly creature if you do steal two so if we count that as two amber gain per generous offer along with there's some other cards in here that may generate a little amber nothing quite as direct oh actually there is an estate sale this is a really cool new equidon action card that says play purge a non-creature card from your discard pile if you do gain two amber so that's pretty sweet so if we count that bonus six that's at least 21 expected amber and there's probably going to be a bit more as we go here especially because we have two brick nasties which is really really great in some some ways to activate things so the expected gamer is going to be in the 20 something range here there is not a lot of speed and you know that would be card draw there's no archiving not a lot of card draw there's not a lot of traditional speed in that sense except for a number of uh, discard icons. So if you're familiar with enhancement icons from previous sets, they launched in Mass Mutation where a card comes into your deck with enhance and then distributes the related bonus icons into the deck. I actually have four discard icons. Two ended up on a Berserker Slam, which is really fun. And we're going to talk about some really fun synergies with scrap effects in a moment. And then I got one on a Bonded Auctioneer over an Equidon, and then one on Fortune Reverser, which is one of those offensive upgrades that blanks uh, the creature you play it onto and destroys upgrades attached to that creature. Now, uh, a quick side note with with the scrap effects here and these discard icons. So what is really cool is that when you play a card with a discard icon, you'll pick, choose and discard a card from your hand, and if that card has a scrap effect, you get to use the scrap effect. One really cool combo I have found is that I have Bonded Auctioneer with a discard icon attached to it. This is a four-power creature in Equidon, Merchant and Gatruki traded. It has After Reap, destroy an artifact. If you do, its controller gains one. Scrap, return an artifact to its owner's hand. So the scrap effect is good for some delaying of an artifact, but it's not really hard artifact removal like the After Reap effect is. However, I also have Staff Sergeant Ray in this deck. And Staff Sergeant Ray has a scrap effect that reads ready and user-friendly creature. So I can play Bonded Auctioneer. It hits the table. I resolve the discard bonus icon. I discard Staff Sergeant Ray. Then I trigger the scrap effect ready and user-friendly creature. I can then choose to ready and use a Bonded Auctioneer itself and and to reap with it to then destroy an artifact. And if you do, its controller gains one. So Bonded Auctioneer actually can on play remove an artifact from the board. 
if I have Staff Sergeant Ray in hand. And that is just one of the the at least one to two dozen really interesting little combos you can do when you're playing around with these discard bonus icons, but more more on that later. So again, it's about uh, 15 creatures, 16 actions, one artifact, and four upgrades. Now, as far as, and about 20-something expected amber, roughly, with quite of that quite a lot of that being from some some stealing in Equidon. So we have we have the two generous offers I mentioned. We have Alien Horror, which is kind of a funny card. It's not super good, but it's not bad. Well, we'll see, right? It's definitely not top tier. Alien Horror is a three power alien in Star Alliance, and it says while you are haunted, Alien Horror gets plus seven power. Now remember, of course, you're probably familiar Haunted means you have 10 or more cards in your discard pile, so Alien Horror just gets huge when you're haunted. And it has After Fight. Each of Alien Horror's neighbors captures one. That is that is pretty cool. We definitely actually have some captured, captured Amber tricks. I believe it's just one over in, yes, Triangulator Newsome. Triangulator Newsome has Deploy and After Reap. Uh, after Reap, if you are haunted, move each Amber from Triangulator Newsome's neighbors to your pool. So Triangulator Newsome actually can get deployed, and then I can discard Staff Sergeant Ray, especially during a Star Alliance turn, of course, and then go ahead and ready and use Triangulator Newsome to take that Captured Amber the same turn I play it. So really watching out for that Staff Sergeant Ray is pretty crucial. And I will be able to use her well no matter when I get her. Really, the question will be, do I hold her for a big combo if I can play towards it and if I need it? We have two Strength from Diversity in here which reads, it has an amber pip, it enhances with a capture and a discard icon, and reads, play each friendly star, excuse me, play each friendly non-star lines creature captures one. So we have two of those. That's a great setup for Triangulator Newsome. It is very similar to City State Interest, except with the non-star lines creature qualifier. I do think it ends up being better because the star lines creatures aren't going to be that hardy anyways, except for Necromorph. We'll get to him in a minute. And then it has a amber pip a capture pip and a discard pip along with all the capturing and then the synergy with newsome in this deck so two strengths from diversity is quite good i'm actually really happy that's in here especially with six brabnar creatures i'm very very happy about that we have out negotiating trade secrets which are reprints of course trade secrets like i mentioned earlier discard any number of equidon cards from your hands deal one for each discard this way and then out negotiate has a pip it says choose a card in your opponent's discard pile steal amber equal to the number of amber bonus icons on that card and put that card on the bottom of its owner's deck so really great if you're knocking cards out of your opponent's hands like we have with a recklessness later a brabnar card that we'll get to where you're discarding random cards from your opponent's hand and if you can knock something out with a lot of amber pips that they don't get to play and then you steal them without negotiate that is a great spot to be in now this is a card that in an original form did not make it to winds of exchange this is an equidon card art project this is a rare it's an action card with a pip and it says play unforge an opponent's key if you do purge art project and your opponent draws 10 cards it's a one use one use card to unforge an opponent's key and you don't even pay them back for the amber you just give them 10 cards it is a really interesting tempo card generally yeah i think it's going to be worth it this is going to be definitely worth it in sealed i think this may become less worth it 
if uh, you are against a very high strength deck that you have just gotten a little tempo on and you know they can key cheat and combo out if they have you know 16 cards in hand however that remains to that evaluation remains to you know to be tested as we go of course lastly in amber control we have the classic bumpsy which in this deck is actually a a legacy all the way from call of the archons i'm not sad to see that it's just five power giant play your opponent loses one and then Forge Master Og, this is actually fantastic. It was first printed in, I believe, called the Archons. And Forge Master Og reads, it's a creature, and it says, after a player forges a key, they lose all of their remaining amber. So basically, a low-key interdimensional graft that you can just drop and they can't respond to. So if they've bursted, they'll lose that amber. We also do, of course, have Berserker Slam. I uh, haven't didn't put it in my Amber Control pile. Definitely is an Amber Control card with play, deal four damage to a flank creature. If that this damage destroys that creature, its controller loses one. Comes with an Amber Pip, and this has two discard icons on it, which means you can start to combo with a couple scrap effects. One really fun scrap effect we have in here in Creature Control with Berserker Slam is Ornar Skullface. It's a new card, five power giant with assault three, and it has scrap deal three damage to a creature. If there's a small creature on a flank and I want to blow it up and then get into a creature I could destroy with Berserker Slam, I can play Berserker Slam. And remember, we're resolving from the top of the card down. So the discard bonus pips and that amber pip are going to resolve before we get to the play effect. So we can discard Ornar Skullface, deal three damage to a creature. And if we blow up a flank creature that is now giving us access to a new flank creature for Berserker Slam to, to target. So there's all sorts of fun double things we can do we can do in here we can do it here with those with those scrap effects so as far as creature control goes and rewarding us for creature control we have quite a lot related to creature control we have two brick nasty related to this as far as rewarding creature control we have of course have four other brubnar creatures and then cacophonous riot this is a fantastic card comes with a bonus amber pip and it says play ready and enrage a creature in each of its neighbors so you can play out a whole line of brubnar ready and enrage all of them and fight with them and if you've got a few brick nasties out there then you are profiting we have belligerent guard of course two creature control kind of the uh, upgrades that are pretty cool they're in equidon here there's some of those offensive upgrades we mentioned earlier are phobavore which is an uncommon upgrade with an amber pip it says this creature gains while you are haunted this creature cannot be used so while your opponent is haunted you can shut down the use of a creature pretty good pretty good i'm happy about that and then fortune reverser which says an upgrade that says this creature's text box is considered a blank except for traits play destroy all other upgrades attached to this creature so i really enjoy that it is a great control car that is at uncommon in equidon so i think we're going to be seeing that pretty regularly and it is a fantastic control card that fits in just the right niche to really mix things up as far as being a helpful card in in the metagame here uh, we have Unprepared, which is simply a better version of uh, Radiant Truth, I believe, from Call of the Archons, because it has an amber pip, and otherwise it's the same. It says, play, choose a house, stun each creature of that house. Uh, that is quite good. I love stunning creatures. It really slows them down by a full turn, and being able to do that to an entire house is great, whether you're shutting down a developed board state for tempo, or maybe you're just going on your turn two. Your, your opponent played three creatures on their turn, and you can just stun them all for for a little stun them all for a little tempo hit there we do have essence entangler which is really interesting this creature gets minus x power where x is the number of amber on this creature 
a great way to immediately kill any of those mass capture cards, which is great. This does have a scrap ability. Move one amber from a creature to another creature. There is a pyro in here, which I enjoy. There is this very interesting common from Equidon called Hoax Fatality. It says, play, choose an enemy creature and a friendly creature until the end of the turn. The friendly creature's power is equal to the enemy creature's power. This is generally not very useful unless there is a big creature that is on the other side and you want to slam well, at least one of your Equidon people. Now I have Belligerent Guard, Bonded Auctioneer, and then Iron Heidi in here, 5 power. So really it's only useful if there's a huge creature on the other side and I want to get that 10, 12, 20 power and then do an even trade. So really not a very good card. Lastly, we have we also have down to size. Choose an enemy creature until the end of the turn. That creature is considered to have one power, zero armor. Pretty fun removal. Not quite as good of a direct removal as a lot of other stuff we've seen, but still relatively solid, especially because we do have a little bit of ping damage in this deck. A couple of a couple of damage pips from enhancements that we've seen around. Lastly, a card I really really love is Soul Bomb. This is an artifact. It has Omni. If you are haunted, deal four damage to each creature. Destroy Soul Bomb. So having that on demand whenever you want it and four damage to all creatures destroying Soul Bomb is uh, really good because you can just use it when you want to and a lot of our creatures it does not kill, which is fantastic, especially in, in Brobnar. And four damage is a lot. That's really going to take care of a lot of the more powerful medium and smaller creatures, right? Five power is really where you have staying power. Four and under is much more removable. So being able to take all of those out at your discretion because you are doing it double-sided is fantastic or setting up a Berserker Slam. And I love that the cost is only haunted. There was a card that was better than people thought it was. It still wasn't great because people thought it was terrible called Volcano back in, I believe, Brobnar card in Worlds Collide that dealed, dealt four to all creatures and gave you two entire chains, which is only one chain less than Gateway to Dis, which had play destroy all creatures gain three chains so seeing soul bomb as an artifact so that you can play it as you want to on any of the future turns is fantastic of course i mentioned bonded auctioneer that's our only artifact control we can scrap to bounce um, or after reap to destroy which is fantastic now we have a couple really interesting kind of wacky control cards in here wacky control cards in here some discarding we have two recklessness which enhances a damage pip and a discard pip it comes with an amber pip itself and it says play each player discards three random cards from their hand then draws three cards this is great for interrupting your opponent's handcrafting if they're listening to kpr they're going to hate getting hit with this right it's going to hit your opponent's handcrafting and you get to choose basically when to play it are you comfortable discarding random cards from your hand and here's the thing if you're grim reminders versus grim reminders you're getting your scrap effects they're not getting their scrap effects and their hand is getting messed up and any brobnar that you draw you can then continue to play on your turn so even though it is two-sided it is immensely more in your favor than your opponent an interesting related card is Mournful Barnburner. That's our other Brabnar creature. It's a six power giant with after fight, discard the top two cards of a player's deck. I love that you can choose whether you're looking to dig through your own deck or whether you are looking to introduce some variance into your opponent and knock some cards at the top of their deck. Although you might be getting closer to their answer as well. So that's up to you. And it also has scrap. Each player discards the top card of their deck. I have done tricks where I saw somebody through other cards put a card they really wanted on top of their deck uh, on their turn when they didn't draw it. 
and then I get to scrap and discard the top of it knowing exactly what it was. So that has been useful here and there. An interesting board presence card is Necromorph. This is a rare creature from Star Alliance, five power shapeshifter alien. It has destroyed if Necromorph has a non-Star Alliance neighbor. Fully heal Necromorph and destroy that neighbor instead. This is basically a less powerful like reassembling automaton from some of the earlier sets over in Logos, where it's a uh, nice creature with a destroyed effect that keeps it on the board under certain conditions. Five power is quite nice for the trade-off in that it is able to get destroyed if there are, you know, if it doesn't have a non-star alliance neighbor. But I quite enjoyed having this in a house with six total creatures, where I can really rely on this sticking around as a creature that can reap or fight as needed now of course that's it's not op it's not it's not anything that's going to combo out and win a game however it's a really consistent performer in if you need to have a board presence to help win the game get a few extra reaps in over the course of a game some honorable mentions here we have uh of course i mentioned estate sale we have iron heidi who basically turns into a bulwark when you're haunted and then uh, Stronger Together, which reads, Ready each Star Alliance creature that has two non-Star Alliance neighbors of different houses. This one is all about setting up your battle line correctly if it's not at a huge cost to you to try to get this out where you could ready and reap with, ready and reap with some stuff there. Uh, lastly, a really cool tech in here is Elliot. This is an uncommon four power robot in star alliance it says play after fight after reap you may play an upgrade from your discard pile on to elliot which is super cool uh now hilariously three out of my four upgrades are offensive so really if i'm going after uh, and then my one beneficial one anachrometer has no bonus pips i really am just playing it for the pips on the offensive things if i am playing one of the offensive upgrades on to elliot most of which shut poor elliot down or make it blank. It really is a bit of a, I have to measure the cost reward there with Elliot. It does have scrap, shuffle all upgrades from play into their owner's decks. I do really enjoy that because you can use it to get all the pips on the upgrades that are in its own deck. And if we're playing offensively and we want to get rid of especially something crazy like a ghost form, we can hit the scrap effect to shuffle those in. So Elliot does have some cool plays with the discard pip over over on oh let's see on fortune reverser that discard pip over there where i get to i get to play elliot get that bonus amber pip and that discard pip and then discard something for a scrap effect that does of course blank elliot itself but it could be worth it could be worth it from time to time there's been some really cool stuff in this deck i really uh, i really enjoy it there are a lot of sequencing choices with those scrap effects and with what you're discarding to to pick and to find small to medium combos that all add up to a really fun game and a lot of good power now the thing is people have been calling this a combo uh, a combo set and i totally agree the one thing is that there i haven't seen a ton except for the key cheats there are not a ton ton of big payoff cards now that being said i think there are a lot of key cheats at common, there is Boo and then Ecto Charge and then Spooky. So, okay, these decks are going to be around. Maybe I should I should say that differently. You're just going to see a lot of the payoff cards are these key cheats. So watch out for decks with those key cheats where you really can consistently pull off little combos that get you keys uh, cheated out or for free or through some other really great set of combos 
that you have. One combo I found in the middle of playing with this was I had Staff Sergeant Ray out, who has other text we haven't mentioned. It says, Staff Sergeant Ray's neighbors may be used as if they belonged to House Star Alliance. Now, something really cool here is that I had Staff Sergeant Ray, and I was in my active house was Brobnar, and I had a line of Brobnar creatures, including my Brick Nasties, right next to Staff Sergeant Ray. They were big enough creatures on the other side of the board that I could fight with the neighbor of Staff Sergeant Ray and slam that creature into into uh, uh, an enemy creature. And then it died, and the battle line collapsed, and now there was a new ready Brobnar creature next to Staff Sergeant Ray, ready to be used, ready to trigger Brick Nasty. And I just fought all the way down the line, getting a bunch of Amber and destroying their board while in a Star Alliance turn doing other things. So you can see how there's all sorts of small to medium combos in here as you go. There's a little deck thinning with a state sale to Persian on creature cards. There are all sorts of little control things, all sorts of uh, there's there's uh, amber control in at least how many just by card count, not even power. There's four or five, six. Uh, there's 12 cards in here that affect the opponent's amber. There's 12 cards in here that affect them as amber control. So one out of every three cards affects their amber in some way or their keys. I am counting art project in there so that feels really nice to always have a little amber control on hand it's not overwhelming there's nothing like a tmtp or a running wrist clocks however trade secrets and out negotiate can steal big if there's the right setup strength from diversity can also be a big tempo hit and generous offer of course stealing too is fantastic so while none of it is fully tmtp level the generous offers of course sacrificing a creature and the other things you know, do a bit more than we have seen kind of at that common slot than in, than in, in previous sets. And so there's a bit more combo potential. Like in Strength from Diversity, they made what was essentially a city-state interest weaker on the amber control part, but really pumped it up as far as the utility goes with an amber pip, a capture pip enhanced, and a discard pip enhanced. So what I think this deck is showing us about Grim Reminders, or at least what I'm hoping, let me phrase it this way, what I hope I'm seeing as a regular Grim Reminders trait in this deck that I will see in the other decks is that there is a whole new level of discovery of learning combos and finding tricks, being rewarded for sequencing correctly and really thinking about how to order things to get the most you can out of any one turn, and a lot of discovery of tricks, especially with how discard bonus pips are placed, right? Because I have the two on the Burger Zerker Slam, the one on the Bonded Auctioneer, the one on the Upgrade, and all of these have really, really interesting ways to use scrap effects triggered by that particular by that particular discard pip, right? On Bonded Auctioneer, I have Staff Sergeant Ray. I can ready and fight with Bonded Auctioneer. Elliot can go grab the uh, the upgrade with the discard pip on it in case i want to use that discard pip to discard a non-star alliance card right berserker slam has two and i can i can use a few of those scrap effects to clear the way to get to a new creature with berserker slam or get some other things done there's a lot going on in this deck and i'm always excited to play it to see what happens and the great thing with the discard pips and the other kinds of discards effects that are here that's not traditional speed but it is speed because the more you're discarding the more you're drawing up at the end of their turn and when you have the choice over what you discard like with these discard pips you can really start to handcraft so i think it's going to be a high it's going to be a high rewarding skill 
uh, set, right? Grim Reminders is. That's going to be a really fantastic thing about the set. I I want to see how new play, new player friendly it feels, right? Now, because what you don't want is so much complexity that overwhelms a new player who is trying out Keyforge through Grim Reminders. What would be ideal, though, is it is if they play a Grim Reminders deck and they still have a great time, even if they didn't see all the complexity. Because then they can learn the deck, they can feel generally good about playing the deck and learning Keyforge on the deck, and then that deck rewards them for thinking about Keyforge and for learning more. And there are a lot of key cheats, and by a lot of key cheats in this set, I mean uh, there are more relative to the, the past couple of sets which have had quite fewer, fewer or less powerful or more situational ones like Keyfrog, Obsidian Forge, things like this. And there's quite a number of new key cheats coming in to this set, especially spooky with the return of Untamed. I love Untamed. I'm really excited for Geistoid. Ectocharge is at common. So keep an eye out for being able to quickly and efficiently play your first couple of turns, your first two keys, and then being able to just combo out after you finish that second key with all sorts of scrap effects and other things to Amber Burst and then close it with a spooky or boo into Ecto Charge, something like that. Uh, I'm having a ton of fun with my one and only Grim Reminders deck so far. I can't wait to get more from the game found and then for it to hit retail and be playing this in the local scene. I'm real, real excited about that. Thank you all so much. This has been Keyforge Public Radio. Thank you so much to everybody who has been supporting the show, and we will see you next week. Visit KeyForgePublicRadio.com to find all of our episodes, transcripts, blog posts, the KPR store, and more. Keyforge Public Radio is made possible with support from listeners just like you, who believe in this game and this show. When you join the Patreon, you receive access to votes on content, sneak peeks, early knowledge of interviews, access to the Discord, and other benefits. So come on down, I'd be honored if you joined us. Follow KPR on any social media platform you frequent. Just search for Keyforge Public Radio, and we're probably there. This show is produced by Rooster High Productions, which is me. And remember, dear listener, the most important...